The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Amazing week. Today's the day. Pope Benedict's last day in the Vatican. As far as he being Pope and holding this position. I already gave a message this week, February 25th, that it was quite amazing, really, about the good and the evil. And we're spending all of our energies in this battle. Trying to possess two things at one time. We're in a remarkable moment. A remarkable time when we have people in power that is taking power in extraordinary ways and measures in their lust and their desire to control people. Man's always had this. And when you're in the throes of it, it's not always easy to recognize it because you want to refuse to believe it. You want to deny it. You can't accept it. And yet, in the writing I wrote, I just spent the last week and a half writing, we have the signs showing this. 
real clear. We released this last night. Actually, the community hasn't even had a chance to read it. Joan has. But yeah, I, I received it yesterday evening after a, a long work day, and I was going into it pretty tired. And I thought, oh, I don't really, really want to get this when I'm tired. But within a few minutes of reading it, I woke up real fast uh, and stayed that way throughout the reading. Um, and what uh, kind of hit me through it is how much things go past us, even though we know they're significant. But unless we truly stop and really uh, observe, see what's in front of our faces, and ponder the events, we miss so much. And um, this article, I think, will touch a lot of people with um, this passing of, of Pope Benedict on to a new successor of the church and how much we must really go in prayer these days for the new pope. And I don't want to say <clears throat> that this is an article. I don't ever look at what I write as an article. I write something through prayer. It's an epistle, a writing that, that will convict but illuminate you also. Because our lady's not coming here to write us messages or to be writing about messages. She's come here really to teach us, to give us new mentality, to transform the whole world. And we have the gospel and we have the anti-gospel. We have this time and moment we live in. It is this. It's important to note things and really observe through the template of the messages, through a biblical worldview of what secular humanists and what a secular worldview is trying to do. We have opposing things. Our lady keeps bringing this theme up. Sin is pulling you towards worldly things. And she tells us, I have come to lead you towards holy things of God. And then she says that you're not one or the other. She goes on and says, you are struggling and spending your energies in the battle with the good and the evil that are in you. It's in all of us. And he's coming to show us that there are those who lust for power in such a way that because you can't think that that won't happen or you wouldn't be thinking that way, you don't possess those thoughts, you tend to want to deny it that it exists. I know someone told me, a friend, and told my wife, actually, that I can't believe what I was doing when I was in business and then going into starting Caritas, that he says he just couldn't believe somebody would do that unless it was for money. That's because that was his mentality. Why would you do anything for money? Because so much of the world's built on it. I did it for God and God's glory. That's why it's flourishing. That's why it prospers. That's why you can read what this epistle says to you about the Holy Father, about our Lady Queen of Peace, and our future. God will feed you if you want to feed from God. And that's in the heart and it manifests out in the way you believe, what you think and see. But if you think another way, oh, I can't do that. I'd be motivated by money. Then you'd be trapped by the world. If you think both ways, you'd be what already says. You'd be spending all your energies in the battle with the good and the evil that are in you. Therefore, little children, pray, pray, pray until prayer becomes a joy for you and your life will become a simple walk towards God. So much easier once you start that walk. It's very difficult to start. 
Well, because there's always a struggle. It's always a battle, and it's wearing. And in regards to the Pope, that's much what today's about. Today's a historic, incredible day. Not happened in 600 years of the church. But also beyond this, there's a whole lot more that you read in this writing. So we have things that we have facing us today of the gospel and the anti-gospel. The power of the Holy Father is seat the pompous, the vicar of general, or the vicar of Christ. The chair of Peter. And Satan's lust for the power to gain the most powerful position in the world, to possess it, to promote an anti-gospel, anti-marriage, anti-lifestyle, anti-procreation, culture of death, versus what we have with the church. The sacredness of life, the dignity of man, the holiness of his soul he's supposed to be demon for. All in opposing views. And there's a lot of people mixed up. A lot of people have the wrong idea. And they can't think the way evil people or people who lust for power would think. And therefore they think that can't happen. This comes from a book called Give Us the Young by Erica Carl. Entitled, um, the, the uh, writing here is entitled Lust for Power and starts with a quote from Plato's Republic. There will be, di- <clears throat> there be, will be discovered to be some natures who ought to study philosophy and to be leaders in the state and others who are not born to be philosophers and are meant to be followers rather than leaders. Ideas of world domination are not new. It has always been a favorite pastime of brainy individuals who have no taste for physical labor, trade, natural science, or mechanical innovation to play the game of human engineering, speculating on and experimenting with methods of ordering and controlling man. From the Greek philosopher Plato, who compiled the ground rules and gave many helpful hints, through all the lesser lights, up to and including our 20th century fireflies, the noble goal has been the same, a perfectly ordered, eternally obedient society. Only the name and characters have changed with sociology. The lust is the same, and power is the name of the game. What kind of mind could conceive and try to carry out an ambition to rule the world? What emotional twist would cause one to want to be among those who help fulfill that ambition? It is almost impossible for one who does not possess this type of mind to understand such thinking. Don't allow the fact that you do not possess it lead you to deny its existence. Such minds do exist. They are already destroying, seducing, or controlling many of the present generation of young people. The best description I have read of the emotional perspective of those possessed of this type of mentality was written by Edward Bellamy, a sociologically oriented 19th century writer. He said, There is a lust of soul for soul, dwarfing the lust of body for body, as the universal dwarfs the individual. 
a lust insatiable, a passion hopeless yet entrancing, sweeter in desire than all others in consummation. There are men who lust for other men's souls. It is difficult to understand, but perhaps the sociological power lust is a result of inflated ego combined with a warped sense of order. Each of us has a sense of order and a necessity for order. We try to arrange our lives and our environment to conform to our individual requirements. While manner of expression and degree differ, the necessity for order exists in all of us. For example, a child when presented a box of blocks of varying sizes, shapes, and colors can't resist the urge to form those blocks into some orderly pattern or combination. Few people are comfortable if they notice a picture on the wall is wildly askew. Much of the training we give our children is aimed at building on and improving their sense of order. Our language, music, art, and ability to count and calculate are all dependent on the fact that we can order and organize our thinking. Careful observation shows that our sense of order and harmony is but a a minute expression of the order and harmony already present in nature and throughout the universe. We each attempt to order our lives according to our own priorities. There are individual differences. Most of them can be easily resolved, but people's goals do sometimes conflict drastically. Under the best of circumstances, it takes great wisdom and a strong sense of individual justice for lawmakers to establish acceptable rules which do not conflict with nature or inhibit constructive activities. When a brilliant, domineering person with excess self-esteem interferes, he can distort the entire picture and change intermittent conflict into chaos. Having no desire to satisfy his ego by his own talent, he sometimes chooses what to him is the greatest raw material of all for his genius to cultivate and control. Other people. Instead of building in the material world with wood, steel, and stone, or demonstrating personal skill, he trespasses and constructs his monument to order out of men's lives. Because of the great variety of types of individuals and activities, he fails to perceive natural order. He looks upon nature's infinite variety as chaos, which he must put in order. His life is devoted to finding ways to overpower other minds, to cut off their thinking, so his can be the factor which controls many lives. He assigns others their places and sees that they keep to them, organizing force to intimidate them where necessary. He does not see himself as wicked. In his own eyes, he is a great benefactor for allowing lesser individuals to be ruled by his superior mentality. Ross Finney said, It is indeed an ambitious conception, this idea of blueprinting the outlines of a truly worthful society for the future and then piloting social evolution deliberately and intelligently toward the goal. There are those who regard such an ambition as ludicrously impossible, yet this is the supreme aspiration of social science.
Do you feel your life sinking? Life is about to radically change. Man is always given signs before divine intervention. The woman of Revelation 12, the great sign warning the world, find salvation now. The mother of Christ, the great sign, appears daily to Medjugorje visionary Maria with a message. Without Jesus, you have no future. Come to Five Apparitions of Mary, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. A 4th of July giving yourself, your family, and nation in consecration to the Virgin Mary, to Jesus, to heal the heart. Call 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. See medj.com, that's M-E-J dot com, medj.com. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. This was an incredible read that Joan just read, explaining some truths that, in such a way as that makes it more clarity to what we see in our office holders. That they can't stand abiding by natural order. You know, and as, as it was said in the writing, it's almost impossible for one to possess this type of mind who wants to control others because we actually want to deny this because we don't have this in us ourselves. And yet, we have lawmakers that are really, as I said, establishing unacceptable rules in conflict with nature, all of which inhibits constructive positive activities. So we're faced with law after law after law. And we see in our president this ego, these traits of anti-gospel traits, redefinition of marriage, new ways of dealing with aborted babies and letting them die. Executive orders taking authority in an unprecedented fashion that all the presidents together won't equal what this guy's done. Is it disrespectful saying this guy? You have to know your enemy to know yourself. And you have to know yourself to understand what's going on. Until you look at it through that view, you can't see it. We've got to realize that in Barak, the scripture says, Take courage, my children, and cry out to God, for you will be remembered by him who brought this upon you. See, we have sentences as a consequence of our sins of decades. Those sins result in tyranny, loss of freedom, loss of liberty. Liberty is unalienable. It's from God. It can't be destroyed. It can be withheld. It can be oppressed. But liberty is God. He's freedom. You lose that liberty and you lose that freedom from being protected when you sin. Barak goes on and says that this is brought upon you. For just as you propose to go astray from God, Return with tenfold zeal to seek him. 
For he who brought these calamities upon you will bring you everlasting joy with your salvation. And isn't that just what our lady is saying to do, May 2nd, 2009? From the depths of your heart, cry out to my son. His name disperses even the greatest darkness. We are in the midst of darkness. The writing today about Pope Benedict, Our Lady, and the future will show this clearly. That we're entering into something. Something that's unnerving. At the same time, Our Lady says, I am with you. And the scriptures, at the same time, God says, cry out to God. And he will bring everlasting joy and your salvation. We're to seek these things. And we look at what makes these people. Our Lady's been appearing for a second of the month to show us is disorder. The family is crushed. It's chaos. And by this, and what fruits from it, is people who are disordered. Obama comes from a very dysfunctional, disordered family. He has wrong ideas. He sees nature, as his writing was just read, said, and he sees chaos. Because that's not the way he was raised. He was raised in disorder. A radical dysfunction life. Perhaps protected himself by building his ego. Narcissist. Wanting to control other people. And then following wrongs and going toward the wrong way and toward pride becomes more evil. Becomes a vessel for the devil to use on a secular position. Nobody speaks about the president this way. It's a reality. Read they fired the first shot. You'll see the whole plan laid out that way. Social science, social science wants to make a blueprint of what they think society should be. And people like this, who cannot take nature's order and abide within that framework and be restrained from making laws that would inhibit constructive activities, can't do that because it's not their makeup. Everybody can convert, yes. Every person should be prayed for, yes. Will he? He's opened himself up to such evils that the darkness over us is overshadowing us that Our Lady gives a message. Cry out to my son, his name disperses even the greatest darkness. We're headed there and we're in its midst. But Barak says, for he who brought these calamities upon you, and this is a judgment, you get the rulers of what you've become and the consequences of what you've done. These calamities upon you will bring everlasting joy with your salvation. Jerusalem was assured of God's help. God told him to take courage. He will come in comfort. And then wretched will be those who afflict you. The Syrians went too far when God gave them the power over Israel to punish them as his rod. That's what they were called. Assyrians were God's rod because he brought calamities over the Israelites for their sins. And so it is, we face the same. We're in a position. We need to follow a lady. 
And we need to follow it with passion. Or in other words, be passionate about what we do with our lady. But we do not, not, we do not need to let our passions rule over us. It's important to see these factors while we've got economic situation, while we've got great difficulties confronting us, while everybody's trying to offer a solution that's restrictive, inhibited, breaking the order of nature, bringing us to disorder. Things don't even make sense in Washington what everybody's doing. The president first, Congress after that, the Supreme Court. I just read something about Roberts did. Another fiasco. Where's this Catholic guy going with these things? Why is the bishop not calling this guy down? One thing alone excommunicated himself from the church when he ruled on the health care bill. And we're not doing anything about this. We're not standing up. We need our shepherds to stand up to this tyranny before it rules over us completely. And we're enveloped in darkness. Frank? Yeah, we really can see in our own lives of how we've come to a place where Our Lady has to come and say, a great struggle is about to unfold and human souls are at, st- at stake in this, how this loss for power and how they've gained so much control. Because I was speaking with a friend of mine, he happens to be Jewish, and we were, were getting an Italian restaurant. He was in the Italian restaurant um, business. We talked about being in business together. And he said, it's like everything, you know, my wife and I have watched you over the years because it's been many years. And this is the, uh, the Sunday thing. He was always closed on Sunday. I'd always liked him. And he says, it's like everything you touch turns to gold. And I said, it's not me. It's God. It has nothing to do with me. And he says, we see that. Because they know this principle. They know what I did in in terms of Sunday. And and um, for those that are new, I'll go back and I'll say what I said over a year ago on Advent regarding, look what happened while you're sleeping in the Lord's Day. And I'll, I'll stand by it, is that I believe the commandments are in order. And I believe that it is more grave to buy and sell on the Lord's Day than to murder. And if it's it's so clear today, I can tell you, you know, not even the greatest blessing that God has bestowed on us because of living these principles. Um, but before prayer came out of schools, Christians started buying and selling on Sundays. Before the female oral contraceptive pill. Before Roe v. Wade, Christians stopped honoring the Sabbath. This is how how grave the situation is, and and who's to blame, and why Our Lady had to come re-Christianize us through these writings. So, God wants to bless us. God wanted to give these blessings. I'm the prodigal son, couldn't even live the Ten Commandments, and God has given us a land that I know people that have tens of millions of dollars in precious metals. And I have friends that are millionaires, but I know no one that could buy my land from me. No one has enough money. Because what I've heard you say and what is true is greater than silver is not needing silver. And this is, this is the greatest blessing of God. Because in, in three simple things, and you can have this blessing, this message, human souls are at stake. The majority of our tithe, the first thing we did, we tithe to Caritas. 
Human souls are at stake. This one writing, look what happened while you're sleeping in the heart of the five writings, will save the church. Who produced this writings? Who produced all five writings? If you've read the last two, they're not enough. If you're not living the first three, the last two cannot protect you physically. Who gave us these writings? Where should our tithe be going? It's these principles, tithing, sacrificial giving to Caritas, who's given us these writings. Live in the Lord's day and the writings. You'll be blessed. You'll be blessed beyond, your, beyond belief. And if you're living how to change your husband, you're heroic in holiness. But if you're not, you're lost. Same with I see far. If you're the head of the household and you've done this, it's heroic in these times. But if you're not living it, you're not safe. And of course, you cannot buy or sell on the Lord's Day. This, is, this has become so clear through the manifestations and the blessings of just doing this simple thing, you know, honoring the commandments it took years to do. Well, it's, the um, messages are related not come to disrupt the world. I know one person said, I wish he never wrote this book about the economy. And that said, it's because we don't like the status quo to be rocked. And it's what he's referring to, the good and the evil in you, you're struggling over. And you got to do the right thing no matter what it costs you. And some of these writings I know itself is because it's destructive to the way of life as we've known it. It's constructive to the way of life, we will come to know it. We're entering into a new time. Things will fall apart. Things are going to be destroyed. And nobody likes to be convicted of that. Nobody likes to really give that up. And we, even Sunday's a whole story, and look what happened when I sleep in what we had walked through. Many of you know that and heard it, or have read it, understand it. It's not, a, the, the fear of it is actually coming to the conclusion that you got to do this and make a decision. Once the decision made, it's easy because you see the fruit that comes from making the decision. And that's what all he means when, give me your fiat. That's what all he means when she says yes. The most difficult thing for our lady was when she said yes in her magnificat, in her fiat. Because she was schooled in the scriptures. She knew what would happen to the Savior. She knew what she would have to go through. And the yes is what you hold on to as your anchor, because when you do do that, you have to go through the lowest pits of the 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 well that you can't fall no further, only the next day to fall deeper into it. The one thing you have, I gave a yes to Jesus. I gave a yes to Our Lady. And that's where your strength's drawn from, because you won't have strength to do it. I've been there and done that. But I can say, too, that there's nothing else I could ever do, even if you have to go through that. You, you have to walk that way. Frank, to contact you, discuss about transferring what they have. And I, I was going to talk about something today. I, we didn't have time to research it. Um, there's some moves, and we've talked about this before, but there's some radical moves right now being done about 401k and people saying that this has to be moved because there's actually our retirements, not just 401k, but our retirements is $19 trillion sitting there. And there's people in the government saying, why should we just let this see there? sit there? We can use that. You know, we're in debt. This can be used it's for public funds. Oh, all the while, we'll guarantee that your 401k, since it came from the government and it was its inception, that we'll, you can, uh, we'll pay it when you need it. 
In other words, they're going to borrow it. Have you ever run across somebody that's always borrowing something from you? They never pay it back. They borrow money and borrow money. I had an employee like that one time. Worked for me in my company. And he always had a hard luck story. I don't have no money. My kids don't have food. You know, you just sit there and say no. It comes a point in time. But they got their eyes and they're lusting for this because it's power. And what that does is it controls you because it makes you without power. Uh, we just know some military people that aren't getting the last two, two uh, paychecks. Is it the two paychecks? The last two uh, paychecks they're supposed to be getting. Uh, they're cutting out these services. Why? Because if they can make you weak, you, they'll know the people is going to resist what the government does or where Obama's leading things to. These military people, if they don't have any power, if they can't barely feed their kids, they don't have no power to even stand up. Talk to military friends and ask them what's going on. Things are moving forward, as Obama said, which is a socialist concept, a communist concept. The verbiage is communist. Is then they fire the first shot. Beware. So anyway, you're now we'll talk about that maybe next week, go deeper into some research on it, who and what and why they're doing it. Which we've been talking about for a long time. I've been telling you, get your 401ks while you got something. If you get a third of it out and you have to pay everything else, at least you got that. But they're looking at it and they want to get it. And if you wait around, you won't be able to pull it out. I ran across a lady in Iowa who did have a 401k. She heard me on the radio talking about going to your boss, ask him, can you quit, get your 401k, and go back. And I wish she had to stay out for three months. She had a good position. Her boss says, yeah, you're a good employee. Take off. She's for, forfeited those three months. Went back to work, got the same position, and got a 401k. Smart. This is what you need to do. Think about that. Well, I can't do it without three months. Well, go working somewhere else part-time. Do whatever you have to do. Work two jobs part-time. Get your 401k. Turn it to silver if you can't turn it to land immediately. Turn it immediately to silver. Frank, your contact information? Yeah, immediately. There's many things I'd like to say, but you're going to ha- have to call me. Silver's near a two-year low. People are taking advantage of it. Thanks be to God. Uh, call me uh, about preparedness in these times. Th- this is a gift, and the people that are naked short-selling have no idea that the silver they're shorting does not exist and how much trouble they're going to be in and what it's going to do to the price. So take advantage of this. You can call us. Toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can reach us online at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And if you need to talk to me, please uh, just have someone in the office give me a message, and um, and I'll be happy to call you back and talk to you about these things. And we'll be talking to you on the second of the month. Next one is that. What's today? February 28th. The second month, two days from now then. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is it Saturday night? So Saturday night we'll be talking to you again about the second of the month. We're anxious to see what our lady always tells us. It's really a immediate meaning to it, but also a meaning that will last to the end of the ages of this earth. But right now, particularly in our time of grace, to see these things coming to us and be spoken to from heaven is a grace, a lady said, if you understood, you'd pray unceasingly for her. We wish you our lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.